Welcome to the Thumb Body Show, where we prove that even your thumb can change the world. That's impossible. Join host Jimmy Gibson as we explore the zany world of entrepreneurship and personal branding. We'll cover topics like storytelling, public speaking, writing your first book, content creation, and video, and occasionally... Our host may even perform a few magic tricks for you. But don't worry, we're not all business. Oh no. Oh no. We like to have a little fun and embrace our inner weirdness. Are you ready to unleash your inner thumb entrepreneur? That's that's not even a word. Ready to make a difference in the world? This is the show for you. Join us on the Thumbbody Show and let's spread the power of one of a kindness. What does that even mean? You're not a nobody. You're a somebody. You're a Thumbbody. Welcome to the Thumbbody Show, where we prove that even your thumb can change the world. How is that possible, you might ask? Stay tuned. This is episode number four. Now, why is this podcast worth listening to? Well, honestly, the focus is on you. How can you be the best version of yourself? Use your skills, your talents to help others make a profit in your business. Who will get the most out of this show? Well, you either have a business that you've been involved with for a while, or you're thinking about starting a business. I honestly believe the only way to make a business profitable is if you're pursuing a product or service that uses your unique combination of skills and experience. There's no one just like you. You're actually as unique as your thumbprint. If you have no idea what a thumbbody is, please go back to episode one and learn about the history of the thumbbody brand and how I'm bringing it back to life after the trademark was abandoned. T-shirts will be available soon. Seriously, there will be T-shirts, mugs, mouse pads. <laughs> I'm your host, Jimmy Gibson, and today we're going to be talking about something that's a game changer in storytelling. Today, we're going to be learning about how to craft your value story or your transformation story. Without this story, your ideal customer won't have a clue as to why they should buy from you. And stick around till the end. I've got a magic trick to close the show. Let's get on with it. And now, and, and, and now, our special segment. It's, it's what, what you've, you've been, been waiting, waiting for. for. If you listen to the last two episodes, you'll know that I recently read a book called Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall, and it really got me thinking about how important it is to have a good value story in order to connect with your ideal customer. The framework that she lays out in the book is actually pretty simple, but it is powerful. It is called the Normal Explosion New Normal Framework. Yep, that's it. Three steps. Not 10 ways to blah, blah, blah. So let me break it down for you. The first part is the normal state. This is where your customer or prospect is right now. They have some sort of pain or problem that they're trying to solve. They're looking for a better way, a solution. Unfortunately, this is where most entrepreneurs stop. They just talk about how great their product or service is. And they're not really interested in connecting the dots to the customer's pain or their problem. Well, why is that? Let's face it, we are all self-centered. We think a customer is out there and when they hear about our product or service, they're going to come running. 
ready to jump into our arms, dirty dancing style. But that's where the explosion happens. This is where your company comes in and offers a solution. The customer engages with your product or service and suddenly their life is better. Their pain is cured or their problem is solved. And as they say, this is where the magic happens and this is where you really want to focus in your value story. The explosion phase is where they start that run into your arms. And finally, the new normal. This is where the customer is after they have engaged with your product or service. They're better off than before. Perhaps they're happier, they're more successful, and they're in a better place than they were before they engaged with you. And that's it. Normal, explosion, new normal. That's the framework. It's simple, powerful. What's the key? Well, you need to focus on the customer's pain or problem and know how your company can help solve it. That's what's going to connect with customers and prospects, and that's what's going to make your value story stick. All right, so now you understand it's not about you, it's about them. Just like this podcast is not about me, it's about you. And the importance of the value story and the framework for crafting one, you might be wondering on, how do I get started? How do I write one for myself? Don't worry, it's not as difficult as you might think. Well, difficult if you listen to the show and do nothing, Well, first of all, you want to start by identifying your customer's pain or problem. Pretty simple exercise. This is the key to a successful value story because it's what's going to make your ideal customer stop and think, hey, they know me. So take some time to really understand what your customer needs, wants, and what their frustrations are. Maybe it's not a keep me up all night worrying problem, so don't over-dramatize it. Don't go down the infomercial route, please. Put the problem or frustration in the proper context. Once you have a good understanding of their pain or problem, now you can start to think about how your company can help solve it. This is where the explosion part of the framework comes in. I'm guessing Kendra uses the explosion metaphor to symbolize a significant moment or a finally or yes when the ideal customer realizes you exist and their days of frustration are over. What is it about your product or service that can help alleviate their pain or solve their problem? How can you help them achieve their goals? And this can be in a B2C or a B2B menu. Next, you wanna start thinking about the new normal state. This is where the customer is after they have engaged with your company. What are the benefits or outcomes they'll experience as a result? How has their life improved? This is where you want to focus on the emotional aspect of the story and how your company has helped make a positive impact in their life. Again, keep it in context. If you're a leadership coach, your ideal client will learn some tools and techniques to be a better boss, but they won't solve world hunger. And finally, you want to put it all together in a way that's clear, concise, and easy to understand. Remember, the key is to focus on the customer's pain or problem, how your company can help solve it. Keep it simple, and don't be afraid to use storytelling techniques to make it more engaging. All right, so there's one final tip. It would be to gather feedback from your team, your customers, or even friends and family to see if they understand the value story and that you've crafted it in a way that makes sense to them. And that's pretty much it. By following these steps and using the normal, explosion, new normal framework, you'll be communicating way better than most companies out there. 
And remember, it's okay to start small and improve as you go. The important thing is to get a draft down on paper. Remember, the first draft is going to be horrible. Now that you know the steps in crafting your value story, it's important to understand the components that make a story stick. And this is where Kendra Hall's framework from Stories That Stick comes in in a little different way. We went over the components in detail in episode number three, which was creating your founder story. I'll recap here. And if you want more details, be sure to listen to that show. You'll need to craft your founder story anyway, so you might as well go back and listen to that one too. The first component is identifiable characters. In order for your story to resonate with your audience, they need to be able to identify with the characters in the story. This means the characters should be relatable and have similar pain points or problems as your customer. The second component is authentic emotion. A story that evokes an emotional response from the audience is more likely to be remembered. It's really important to focus on the emotional impact of your company's solution on the characters in your story. Here's a little hint. Use their words. Ask your current customers to relive their pain from before they met you. Listen to the words that they actually use. In the sales process, write down the phrases you hear. So, uh, well, if you're a coach of some sort, maybe you hear things like, I just feel stuck. Or, why is this so hard? I'm smarter than this. We'll get into some deeper psychology on connecting on future episodes, but statements like, I'm smarter than this, allows you to step into a conversation that identifies that it's really not their fault and they don't know how to fix their problem. It takes them off the hook, relieves some guilt. All right, the third component is a moment. A story that focuses on a specific moment or turning point is more impactful than one that spreads out over time. So when you're crafting your value story, focus on the moment when the customer's pain or problem is solved and their life is improved. I went over this in episode two, but remember this moment is about, let's say, five seconds of time, not some long drawn out thing. Uh, all right, let me give you an example. A moment actually sounds like this. Yeah, I was stuck. I've been trying to solve this problem for the last year so my company could actually turn a profit when I learned about the XYZ principle. And then honestly, it just clicked right there in that moment. So just to clarify, this XYZ principle is actually yours. You taught them that. And the click happens in less than five seconds. The fourth component is specific details. A story that is rich in specific details is more memorable than one that is general and just sort of glosses over any specifics. So be sure to include specific details about the customer's pain or problem and, and how your company's solution has helped solve it. So specific details does not sound like, this customer wasn't turning a profit, so we audited their accounts and found some solutions related to their supply chain. No. It sounds more like John had been ordering from the same three vendors for the last five years. Looking at his P&L and putting in our benchmark studies from our previous work with similar companies, we worked with John to negotiate terms that would give him more cash on a monthly basis, combine purchase orders, and allowed him to ship faster. Any prospect with similar issues is going to have a bunch of clues in that last paragraph, and it helps them say, like we said before, hey, I've got the same pain that this company knows me. 
Now, by including these four components, identifiable characters, authentic emotion, a moment, specific details in your value story with the normal explosion, new normal framework, you'll be able to craft a story that's not only memorable, but tells the full story. There is an important distinction I need to point out. The value story or transformation story and the customer story are pretty similar. We'll be exploring the customer story framework in an upcoming episode. The value story is all about your buyer persona. Some refer to it as an avatar, ideal client, target market. All of these terms are somewhat interchangeable. I like buyer persona because it actually focuses your efforts on attracting someone who is in the buying mindset. Think of all the crime shows or movies where they're trying to create a profile of the suspect. What are the physical, economic, emotional, environmental factors that would narrow down the field of suspects? You'll hear the lead investigator talk about the big three, means, motive, and opportunity. Means, whether an individual is capable of committing the crime, motive, why do they want to commit the crime, and opportunity, whether the individual has the chance to commit the crime. You can translate that into marketing by means. Can they afford you? Are they in the right place mentally or in their life to benefit? Motive. What is pulling them towards you or moving them away from something they need to change? Opportunity. Are they in the right place or can they be in the right place to engage with you? This could be a physical location, a time commitment, or the ability to get on a computer to consume your content. Now, I have no idea we'd turn storytelling technique into a metaphor for a crime investigation. Oh, well, I guess you'll learn in future episodes my healthy addiction for anything Sherlock Holmes. So let's get back to the buyer persona topic. Creating a buyer persona is like creating a mini version of your ideal customer. It helps you get to know your target audience on a deeper level. But, you know, just beyond that surface level, like demographics, age, location, or income, you start to understand their pain points, their goals, motivations, sort of what makes them tick. This information is actually gold for your marketing efforts because it allows you to tailor your message and approach specifically to them. Think about it this way. When you're trying to sell a product or service, you want to make sure it's appealing to the right people. You want to address their needs and pain points and show them how your solution can help make lives easier and show them how your solution can help make their lives easier or better or that's why having a clear picture of who your ideal customer is, is so important. It allows you to craft your message and laser focus right to them. When you know your buyer persona inside and out, you can create a story that directly addresses their pain and shows them how your solution can help. A value story that is tailored to your buyer persona is going to be much more effective, more memorable than just some generic story that doesn't take their problems into account makes them feel seen and understood. Sometimes it actually helps to give your buyer persona a name. It not only helps you connect to the buyer persona, but it helps your prospect imagine a real life story with, you guessed it, identifiable characters. Here's an example you can use to model your own value or transformation story. So this value story is, we'll just title it, the benefits of expert business advice, the normal state. Jane was running a small marketing agency, but it was struggling to stay afloat. Despite having a talented team and a strong portfolio of work, she was facing intense competition and declining profits. She was feeling overwhelmed and unsure of how to turn things around. And here's the explosion state. 
Jane found out about us through a mutual friend and decided to take the leap by considering a business consultant for help. We took a deep dive into our company's operations and quickly identified several areas for improvement. We helped Jane to streamline her process, target new markets, and develop a more effective pricing strategy. Right, you guessed it, the new normal state. With the help of our profits framework, Jane's company was able to turn the corner and start growing again. She was able to increase her profits, expand her client base, and attract top talent to her team. Her employees were motivated and productive, and she was able to enjoy a better work-life balance. Let's break it down into the four areas of storytelling, the identifiable characters. So Jane is the main character, and then we, uh, as the business or the business consultant, authentic emotions. She was overwhelmed, unsure, then she became empowered, successful, and motivated. So that transition from, and that's what we call it, the transformation story from where she was, the explosion, and then the new normal. And you can show that um, path of emotions throughout the progress. And then the moment, reaching out to the business consultant. So there was a decision, and then she re reached out. Specific details. Um, let's see, we've got small marketing agency, declining profits, intense competition, deep dive into operations, streamlining processes, targeting new markets, effective pricing strategy, increased profits, expanded client base, attracted top talent, better work-life balance. And so these are all clues so that your ideal customer can listen and go, this is my problem. I'm experiencing this. Ooh, I want that the new normal. So you're pulling them towards the new normal. And there you have it, a breakdown of the components that make a good story stick using Kendra Hall's framework from stories that stick. Now, remember a good value story should be relatable, evocative, emotional, memorable. By focusing on these components, you'll be able to connect with your customers. If you want a template for a value story, I'd love to add one to your toolbox. How you might ask? It's easy. Just join the Thumbbody Club. Go to imthumbbody.com and sign up. It's free. I am not going to spam you. You can rescind your membership at any time. But why would you? Well, why would you join? All the templates and frameworks are free to Thumbbody Club members. If you go to the show notes for this episode at jimmygibson.com, or actually I think there's a link in the show notes here, and Jimmy is J-I-M-I-G-I-B-S-O-N.com, you'll see a URL for show notes and the resources. At the bottom, you'll actually see a secret code that only you can decipher with your membership card. Hey, we got to keep this stuff secret and only give it to the motivated entrepreneurs who are serious about this. What's the big takeaway? We will get to that in just a minute. But I think I promised you a magic trick. Prepare to be bamboozled and bewildered and mind blown. It's time for an irresistible magic trick. Hold on to your headphones. All right. Obviously, this is a magic trick that you have to experience with your ears. We have no visuals here on the podcast. So I'm going to ask you to do a couple of things. Um, if you're driving, uh, this might be okay. If you're working out or you're in some public area, um, hey, go for it. Put it on speakerphone. Get the... Uh, folks around you to participate. It's always fun to do this in a group. After you listen to it, you may actually want to do this for your family, uh, people in your office. So I get a lot of questions about, hey, I've heard about this Thumbbody Club. 
what's that about? I said, well, we actually have an initiation test to see how well suited you are for the Thumbbody Club. So I'm going to give you that initiation test right now. What I'd like for you to do is just take your index finger, your pointy finger, and touch your right ear. Okay? Right do it. Like, it's not going to work unless you actually do it. So put your finger on your right ear. Now, what we're going to do, don't do it yet, we're going to move in a sequence. You're going to go from your right ear to your nose to your left ear, back to your nose to your right ear. Okay? So you're just going to hop around just like that, but keep it in that order. Start on your right ear. Let's move to your nose. Great. Move to your left ear. Great. Back to your nose. Back to your right ear. Now just keep doing that in sequence. You can go fast, you can go slow, whatever you like. I'm actually doing it at the same time. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. Stop walking on the treadmill. Okay, continue to do that and stop right where you are. Okay, wherever you are, hold your finger there. Now, I want you to spell your first name. And so whatever the sequence is that you started, or uh, if you're on your nose, you're going to go to your left ear, and that will be the first letter. If you're on your right ear, you're going to go to your nose, and that'll be the first letter. So keep your finger where it is. One letter at a time, spell your first name in that same sequence. The first letter is your first move, okay? So I'm going to spell mine. That's going to mess you up. Maybe I won't. All right, here we go. Spell your first name. All right, stop where you are. If you're still spelling, that is a really long name. Okay, wherever you are, if you're on your ear, whether it's your right ear or your left ear, you're going to use the same spelling sequence and you're going to spell ear, E-A-R. If you're on your nose, you'll use the same spelling sequence and you're going to spell nose, N-O-S-E. And then stop right where you are. All right. So we've been through all sorts of things. We, uh, you moved your finger, you, whatever pace you were at, you landed on one of your ears or your nose. Then you spelled your first name. Uh, don't know where you landed there. Everybody has different letters, number of letters in their name. And then depending on where you were, we spelled again. And so you've ended up in one place. And so a lot of people say, well, what does this mean? Well, if you landed on either your right ear or your left ear, I would say you need to listen again. If you landed on your nose, you're a perfect member for our Thumbbody Club because every Thumbbody knows that they are unique. All right. It wasn't making a lion appear on stage, but I think that was pretty cool. And I know you're going to play this for your family, friends, have some fun with it, put it on speakerphone. It's actually pretty funny in a big group because everybody uh, ends up uh, looking silly and moving their fingers around. So uh, have fun with that. Enjoy performing that for you. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, here's our rule of thumb from today's episode. A thumb tip. <laughs> Studies suggest that storytelling can improve brand recognition, increase customer engagement, and enhance customer loyalty. For example, a study actually 
published in the Journal of Business Research found that consumers who heard a brand story were more likely to remember the brand and have a more favorable attitude towards it compared to those who just received factual information about the brand. Research also suggests that a well-crafted story appeals to the values and emotions of a target audience, and that can actually increase the persuasiveness of a marketing message. For example, a study published in the Journal of Consumer Research found that people were more likely to be influenced by persuasive messages that were delivered through a story compared to those delivered through other forms of communication. Additionally, research has shown that stories that emphasize shared values between a brand and the customer can increase the likelihood of a customer making a purchase. For example, another study published in the Journal of Marketing Research found that customers were more likely to buy a product when the message emphasized values that were important to them and aligned with the brand's values. So, The rule of thumb for today's episode is without a value or transformation story, your ideal client won't understand your offer or be clear on whether you can solve their problem. Spend some time crafting the transformation a prospect can expect. Time spent will return multiples in attracting those who are ready to solve their pain or accomplish a goal. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you in the next episode of The Thumbbody Show. Ready to become a part of the most exclusive club around? Wow, really? The Thumbbody Club is where it's at. As a member, you'll get a membership card. Oh, yeah. Be a part of the global community of Thumbbodies. And receive a super secret weekly club newsletter. Wow. But that's not all we've got a bag full of tricks coming throughout the year just go to imthumbbody.com to sign up and the best part it's totally free and worth every penny <laughs> don't miss out on this amazing opportunity join the thumbbody club today